Hello, and welcome to a new episode of the EAS podcast. After a short break, we are back. However, things will be a little different from now on. We won't be uploading on a weekly basis anymore, but instead we will record a podcast with a person or a company who is willing to share an interesting story. So, do you have a topic that you would like to be covered, or do you know someone would be interested in participating in the EAS podcast? Feel free to contact us. For this episode, David has interviewed Boris from UNEP, the United Nations Environmental Programme. Boris will tell about his work at UNEP and the Anatomy of Action Challenge. Enjoy! You can't build peace on empty stomachs. Let's bring one and one together. I watch the world from your point of view. Good evening, Boris. Welcome to this podcast. Maybe you can first introduce yourself. Sure, David. Uh, I'm Boris Le Montagnier. I work for UNEP, also called UN um, United Nations Environment Programme, and I work in the Sustainable Lifestyles and Education team, which is part of the Consumption Production Unit. Thanks, uh, Boris. Good to hear. Uh, maybe listeners of the podcast already know me, but my name is David, and I'm an uh, EIS member uh, from the Netherlands. Um, and I'm very happy to uh, host this podcast and to welcome Boris. Uh, you mentioned you are working at UNEP. Maybe you can uh, explain a bit more about UNEP and your work there. Sure. Um, so UNEP is um, leading global environmental authority that basically sets the global environmental agenda, promotes um, the current implementation of environmental dimension of sustainable development within the United Nations system, um, and also serves as an authority authoritative um, advocate for the global environment. And basically, our mission is to provide leadership and to encourage partnerships in caring for the environment by inspiring, informing, and enabling nations and people to improve their quality of life without compromising that of future generations. In a nutshell, this is uh, how UNEP described itself. Um, and as the work I do more precisely in my units, we promote sustainable lifestyles. So, and it kind of has, it's a double-edged sword, right? On, on, on one hand, we try to inspire people to live more sustainably, to reshape the aspirations, which have been like kind of shaped in a consumerist way over the past 60 years. Um, obviously, we are like kind of like going against, I would say, um, 70 years of advertising which is clearly not like something easy um, and uh, on the other hand trying to make the sustainable lifestyles the norm trying to make them um, accessible uh, the, the UN Secretary General actually mentioned uh, last May that sustainable lifestyles must be made uh, available to everyone and everywhere this is Without this, there will be no sustainability, uh, no actual sustainability in, in this world. Yeah, thanks. So I, I hear like sustainability is, of course, very high on the agenda of the work you are doing. Um, and one of the reasons we are having this, this uh, podcast uh, has also to do with sustainable lifestyles. And it is because of a, well, quite a big event you are co-organizing, if I'm right. We are indeed like launching... Um a new anatomy of action challenge. So the anatomy of action in a, in a nutshell, um, it is a framework to understand sustainable lifestyles. It's a framework um, 
that basically divide lifestyles in five domains, food, stuff, move, money, and fun. And within each of these domains, there are like three uh, actions that people can take. The first action being the most important, the most impactful. If we look at food, for example, the first action is protein swaps. It's about uh, eating more uh, plants and uh, less animal products. The second action is about, it's called uh, use all your food. It's about food waste, obviously. And the last uh, action is uh, grow your own. I would say more generally, eat more local, etc. All those have their importance in the climate biodiversity um, or pollution crisis. Uh, but obviously, the first one is always the one that has the most uh, impact, positive impact. And same goes for the other domains. So it is a framework to sustainable lifestyles. And in addition, it also is... Um, a challenge, a social media challenge, and this is what we're going to be rolling out uh, from September 28th until October 12th, 15 days, 15 actions, 15 days, uh, to basically get people around the world and youth in particular to inspire each other um, to live more sustainably, to live lighter and better. Yeah, thanks. So it's a nice, nice framework uh, indeed. And the first like uh, part of the framework you mentioned it's about food, and uh, I think that's well like the others, but that's also very uh, of high interest to the EIS members, as many of them are studying agriculture or at least very interested in agriculture. Um, yeah, you already mentioned uh, mentioned it partly. Uh, sorry, um, I think you already already talked about the link between the some crises and the the possibilities regarding food and lifestyles. Um, could you maybe share a bit more about that? Sure. So one thing that I have not mentioned actually in the introduction about, the, about UNEP is that um, in its medium-term strategy, it's very bureaucratic, but like it is basically what's going to enable uh, the work of UNEP in the next in the next three years, from 2020 to 2025, there are three planetary crises which have been uh, identified. The climate crisis, which is obviously the one we discussed the most about, the biodiversity crisis, and the pollution crisis. Each of them have been identified as being driven by unsustainable patterns of consumption and production. Now, if we look at food alone, we see that Food systems are responsible, and this is not me saying it, it's actually uh, Antonio Guterres, uh, UN Secretary General, who said it in, in, in July. Food systems are responsible for 80% of biodiversity loss and one-third of greenhouse gases. It is, it is just huge. Um, so it's clear that we need to address this issue, that we need to work on food systems, and they need to be really like rethought, redesigned, um, and there is like something that is very striking. So if we look first at climate, we see that meat and dairy are responsible for 65% of all greenhouse gases emissions connected to food. So 65% of this one third, let's say um, one sixth um, of, all, um, of all emissions are connected only to this. Um, and... And 80% of biodiversity loss is connected to, um, to sorry, to food systems. We need to know that 
80% of all agricultural land on earth is used for livestock and its feeds. The numbers are, are just like so striking. And we're talking only about uh, basically um, on biodiversity on land at this point, but there is also obviously uh, marine biodiversity, which is also extremely important. And over the past 50 years, we have 90% of the stock of big fishes that have disappeared. 90%. It is not like it, it is not like a minor reduction, like something that is slowly going down. 90% of fish stocks of fish stocks of big, big fishes have disappeared in the past 50 years. It it is just in, the numbers are just insane, and all this is driven by us eating too much fish and us eating too much meat, and in particular red meat. So as much as we need to rethink food system consider what can be done in terms of like pesticides and logistics and reduce food waste etc which is another big issue nonetheless we need to clearly eat a lot less uh, animal products as a whole and this needs to be made clear and loud because it's not said enough uh, i think there might also be a very important role for the members of eis which are all well youth and who are ready to make a change in food systems and well with creative ideas and are innovative and are also spreading this message uh, and on this i really um invite you all as potentially future um people working in the sector to yeah and 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 honestly there's no there's no sustainable way as much as we is being discussed to produce red meat. It will always be highly impactful for the planet um, for either if we talk about climate, biodiversity or pollution, it's highly impactful and there's nowhere around. It's just too consuming. So go away from this. Uh, find there are just like plenty of other like fantastic agricultural techniques uh, and strategies can make a nice living of um, and it's it's without addressing this this uh, issue, there will be no sustainability, as we said earlier. Yeah. Thanks a lot for the clear explanation on these numbers and uh, these data. And I agree with you that it's very important that these are shared. And I am also thanking you for doing this right here and right now. Uh, on the other hand, I think it is this place is also a place for inspiration for uh, young people who are willing to change. Maybe you could give some advices or share a few tips uh, to people uh, about how they can really practically sustainableize their lifestyles. Sure. Uh, basically, we've got, I think it's really important to cover like this, these five domains, right? Um, I think it's pretty clear and it's about like, it's not about like, you know, having this constraint and this weight on you to kind of like have to live more sustainably and like restrain yourself at all times. No, I, I mean, vegetarian food, if to talk about the first domain that we've already mentioned just before, um, it's delicious. It's great. It's maybe a little bit more work, but it's really good. It's better for your health. In fact, um, so this would be like one very simple tip, right? Eat more vegetarian, vegan food. Um, the second tip, if we go to the next domain, which is uh, stuff, the the first action is uh, beyond buying. So it's about basically really asking yourself if you really need this thing before buying it. And if you really do, 
can you find it can you like rent it is it something you're gonna use very often or can you can you just like borrow it from a friend um can you maybe ask on a facebook group or whatever group uh, in the city you are if someone has this instead of like purchasing this item creating this need for resources um that for something that will be used once or twice or that is going to be used on a regular basis but every three years there's no point that could be like more like you know uh object library develop one of those uh and if you have to buy something really because you're going to use it try to buy second hand and when you've gone and when you've gone like at the end of all these options then okay just go and buy new but like ask yourself these questions and again it will save you money uh it will just like same save space in your flat um and it will just really reduce considerably the impact on the environment if we go to the next one um i basically here I just like stay on the first topic on the first action of each domain so this next the next domain is um mobility move uh and the first action is keep active it's about it's very simple right um and actually in the netherlands where you are david like it's very used right everyone use uh bikes to go around bicycles to go around for years already um it's it's very much in the culture it's no problem at all in fact it keeps you very healthy same for walking or for like any kind of like other active mobility just do it instead of like taking your car in fact worldwide 50 percent of all trips done with a car i don't are done for trips of less than five kilometers five kilometers is let's say one hour working 20 minutes by bicycle just you know Take the time, just work maybe this time less, and this is the time that you would need to buy a car or buy the gas. Just enjoy your ride outside. And once again, just like for protein swaps, it will keep you healthier. It just, you know, all these things that we that we live by that are just like destroying our cells, that are destroying the planet, they are just have been like pushed into us through decades of advertising, yeah? of things that are now considered as needs, which in fact have been imposed to us uh, as something that we need, while in fact we didn't. Just living sustainably is actually not only better for the earth, but it's also just better for yourself. Yeah. Systematically, yeah. really, really. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that, that, that's very clearly shown by the examples you gave, yeah? Yeah, uh, we have, sorry, uh, we have two more domains, right? There are two more domains. Um, I will cover them maybe uh, a bit more quickly. The, the fourth one is um, called money, and it basically covers like two aspects. Uh, they've been put in the same domain, but they cover um, two aspects which are quite different. One is like about the money you have, um, about investment, about maybe divestments to make sure that wherever your money is, it doesn't contribute to. Uh, activities harming the planet it is a bit of research a bit, a bit of time and maybe it's too early for you guys being students but it will come don't worry um, when you will have money in a bank account and you will just not be sure you know where to place it what to do with it be careful look for um, look for options um, investigating this it's actually it's a bit less directed to directly our daily life but it is extremely important and very impactful. So it takes a bit of time, but it's it, it's worth it. Uh, and in this domain, there is also the um, housing. It's called like energy positive home. It's a bit pushing it, but the idea is like to to reduce. And it's the same. Um, 
in fact, when you live in a house that is too warm, it's not healthy for yourself, even though it may feel more comfortable. Uh, you will breathe better if it's slightly colder in the in the winter in the winter time, and same goes during the during the the summer or like in 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 warm countries where you need to use AC. Um, and this is really the best way to reduce your impact. Then there are like other aspects which are um, which cost money actually. That's why it's been put together. But um, to invest in heat pumps to invest in solar panels and all this, but all these also have side effects which are not great. So what you can do with zero impact um, um, for yourself and in fact, just, yeah, turn it down, dial, dial it down, reduce the temperature uh, during the winter, be careful with the lights, etc. of course, but it's really like uh, the focus should be on the temperature in your house more than maybe the amount of water you use. Is this, maybe it's not true depends where you live uh or like the electricity again it depends the energy mix etc it's a bit complicated but keep this in mind temperature in your house and last uh last point is fun what do we do for 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 leisure uh do we want to have fun like just going for a weekend thousand and five hundred kilometers away just to get drunk somewhere else or just to visit a museum which in fact is already in your city or to go on a beach to which you could maybe access uh, within 20 kilometers or 200 maybe you don't need to cover this this much distance um just why not just spending you know some more time closer to home um and in fact this is quite funny because um there's like so many examples when you are going somewhere um, to visit something just on the other side of the world. And at the same time, there's the same people coming from this place of the world who are coming to your place to visit. And in fact, you realize that you don't even know your own place. So yeah, they're just like so many things, not necessarily, you know, right there, but instead of like covering 2000 kilometers uh, by, by plane or by car, or whatever, um, just try to find something nice and closer to home something easy relax be in connection more with nature we don't spend enough time in nature and this again is not healthy um for us and i will stop here i could just like go on forever but i think maybe it's gonna be time to wrap up now yeah no yeah thanks for giving these uh, nice examples and tips and advices and especially related to the last part about fun and uh, well uh, being local in my surroundings i really see that uh, development going on uh, due to the corona crisis because, well, you are at home and you go for a walk and you think like, oh, actually, I've never been here. Well, I have been to a beach, like, which is far away and I've been there multiple times. So why would you indeed, uh, well, do that? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then this fun thing, it's, it, it's, it's really growing with the uh, coronavirus in particular last year in 2020, uh, when there were like all these restrictions everywhere. It was like really difficult to travel from country to country. Uh, and we, and there's been like a real boom in like local yeah. tourism. Yeah. A real boom. Uh, and it's good. And people like realize that they're actually having as much fun and discovering like great stuff, like within a few kilometers from yeah. their place. Yeah. Actually, sure. I think, uh, I agree with you. That's very good development and not only for like emissions, but also just for, uh, well, for everyone and for a sustainable lifestyle, which is the, the theme of this podcast. So I think that's uh, a good closure to close with these uh, positive messages. And uh, well, we could once again uh, emphasize that sustainability is not only about the planet, but it's about uh, all of us. 
Um, and maybe you can finalize by some final words and uh, give once again the dates and some details about the challenge before we wrap this podcast. So the challenge will take place from September 28th to October 12th. It's called the Anatomy of Action uh, Challenge. There is uh, a page on UNEP website when, where you can find a registration link um, to register and receive all the information about it. Um, you, and you will also find more information as well as access to uh, toolkits that we created. The toolkit exists in several languages now. It's available in English, French, Spanish, Arabic, uh, Mandarin, and hopefully soon in Russian and Hindi to be confirmed. Hopefully we can make it happen before the challenge. Uh, I think you maybe you will be able to put yeah. a link to the, toward the challenge yeah. somewhere where the podcast is. Um, and final words, yes, I think uh, you said it, David, like sustainable lifestyles living more sustainably is not only about doing something good for the planet in fact you quickly realize that it's also good for your health the actual physical health but also the mental health of being able to you know maybe just work a bit less worry a bit less about a lot of things if you have enough money to do this and that eh? just like about dialing it down about reducing the needs about reducing the need but not in a negative way at all yeah so anyways in most cases if you basically uh, make yourself free from all the consumerist um, pattern that we've been um, taught to live by advertising if you make yourself free of this you will just like lean toward just like a more peaceful and nicer life simply really yeah thanks a lot uh, Boris it was uh, really a pleasure to uh, host the podcast and to, uh, well, have this conversation with you. Uh, thanks a lot. And I'm, uh, well, I'm looking forward to the challenge and I hope the listeners of the podcast are too. Have a good evening and I hope to see you later. Thanks, David. Bye-bye. And that was it again for this episode. Special thanks go to Boris for sharing his story. If you want to know more about the Anatomy of Action Challenge, you can find a link in the podcast description to a website with more information. Thank you for listening and we'll meet you again next time. You can't build peace on empty stomachs. Let's bring wine and wine.